Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. So I'm excited. I have not been excited about that. I wasn't even excited about this morning because of the weight of all of this. But I'm telling you, when God speaks, that changes everything. And I went from, man, I'm, and to all of a sudden, I can't wait to get here. Because God gave me a word. I'm, i got to tell you, don't leave until I finish, but Steve gave me a word. Steve gave me a word. And uh, I'm excited to share it with you. And uh, what happened was I was uh, in the midst of the, the grief and, and all of that and helping Gabe and doing what we did. We built, uh, Gabe and I and, and a few of us here, we built a, a casket, a box for Steve. That was his desire, wish. And we had a, we had a wonderful time, wonderful, sad time, but it was a wonderful time because I knew it was his wish. So dealing with all of that stuff and, and making preparations for all this, you know, just the, your mind's all up and down and, you know, the grief and all of that. And so on top of that, you get a sinus infection and, you know, poor pity me. How many of you out there, you know, getting the creeping crud this time of year? Don't worry, it'll pass. Don't think the world's against you or God's cursed you. And so finally, Friday morning, I don't know what I did. I think I had some Robitussin or something and slept pretty good. I woke up and I felt good. The first feeling of the, you know, in the morning, it wasn't just the, that heaviness. I'm like, man, I feel pretty good. And, and uh, so I go into my, and my routine is I go into my office and I've noticed my desk is an absolute wreck. You know, I, you know, don't, don't judge me. I, you know, we, we left the day after Christmas, there's Christmas gifts, there was, you know, and then, you know, the, the weeks out there in Oklahoma and then come back to this. I just haven't had time to think about anything, really. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like, man, I, I'm feeling good. I'm going to clean my desk. So I'm throwing stuff away, you know, stuff that's been there for six months, you know, old mail, you, you know, the magazines, whatever it is. I'm tossing everything away, and there's a pile there that I needed to put that I want to get off the top of my desk into a drawer. So I'm looking through my desk drawer at home, and I, I pull out a drawer, and there's a few cards there, and, and not much else. And, and I'm like, well, before I just put all that stuff in there, I better see what those cards were. And there was a card from Jeannie, you know, birthday. Uh, I won't tell you what it said. Something about being tall, dark, and handsome. Somewhere in there, I don't know what, what else. And there was a card in there from my girls from 10 years ago when they were teenagers when I wanted to just choke them. But they told me how much they loved their dad and were thankful and, and all that. And then there was another card. I'm like, who in the world's that from? And, and, uh, and, and it said, at the front of the card, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't remember this card. And it says... Uh, it's usually the, the people that you appreciate the most that you thank the least. Was the and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one that I'll keep some cards. I, 
a lot of them, God love you. I'm thankful for you, you know. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> I open it up, and it's from Steve. I'm like, shoot. Can I go 15 minutes without thinking about you? I was ticked. Son of a gun. And then to read what he wrote, I went from, I just, oh God, what a treasure. I mean, what a treasure. And so he, he said, I was reading, he said, wait, I was reading the scripture last night and he's read what I'm going to read as a text this morning. He gave me that text. And he said, it made me think of you. And I'll put it up there. Matthew chapter 18. 18. And verse number 10, and it says like this. He says, see that you don't look down on one of these little ones because I tell you that in heaven their angels continually view the face of my Father in heaven. I'm going to come back to that. Let me just read the whole thing. For the Son of Man has come to save the lost. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep And one of them goes astray, won't he leave the 99 on the hillside and go and search for the stray? And if he finds it, I assure you, he rejoices over that sheep more than over the 99 that go astray. In the same way, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that any one of these little ones perish. And in the note, He said, uh, he said, thanks for searching for me. And uh, he said, I was lost. He said, and he, said, I, he said, I know, and I know it was God who put that in my heart, the whole process. But God, what a joy. And to hear, I, I, I'm telling you, Great, great treasure. He said, thanks for searching for me. He said, you'll never know how much I appreciate what you've done for myself and my family. And, uh, and again, I don't, I'm, and I'll tell you more Tuesday if you come here, because i got a lot to say about what Steve Stark has done for me. But man, oh man, I'm thankful he gave me this message. He literally, God literally, I don't know how many years ago, he gave me that card, but I would fail the test, Marge, because my memory, <laughs> I forgot. Like, I, you know, I, y'all just give me a card. Be a man. Put it in a desk drawer, but I had enough sense to put it in a desk drawer. You know, because you don't appreciate that thing because we're always around each other. You know what I mean? Oh, what a treasure now. And, and, and so... He said, you know, th- all of those things. And uh, I, I just, what, you know, what a, what a joy. And, and then for God to, to take that and say, hey, you know, I want you, to, I want you to, the message Steve gave you, I want you to preach that today. So here, here it is. L- listen to this. How many believe the word's true? You believe that? Okay. You need to act like it. 
If you believe it's true, you ought to act like it's true. Correct? I mean, it, really, it's not what you say you believe, but it is the way you act is what you really believe. True or not true? So you can say you believe and, and live a faithless life. And God wants you to be filled with faith, even in the midst of incredible hardship. And uh, so, so look at this. Go, put, it, put it back up there. Um, uh, because this is absolutely profound. At, uh, Matthew 18, verse 10. It says, see that you don't look down on one of these. You ever look down on somebody? Steve Stark always looked down on me. And every once in a while he told me so. Dirty dog. But, but no, looking down on somebody as if they're of no value. You have no idea. The value, the value God's placed on humanity and that means individual lives. He valued them enough that he died for us. How much value is that? He said, scarcely for a friend, a man might dare to die, but, but while we were ungodly, died, he died for us. So, so looking down, he says, he said, see, this is Jesus speaking, see that you don't look down on one of these little ones, <clears throat> because I tell you that in heaven, their angels, everybody say their angels, continually view the face of my Father in heaven. Okay, you got to stop for a minute. You can go right through that and not process what uh, uh, the truth that exists here. Is it possible... Is it possible that God has angels assigned to human beings? How many think that's possible? How many think it's pretty likely? How many think the scripture just says that that's what's going on? That's, that's pretty profound. Let, let, let me just, I'm going to launch into areas unknown, okay? Because I'm going to give you an English lesson. Okay. That perk Paul up. I need him up here. <laughs> he, he just asked, I want to hear this. All right. So he says, see that you don't look down on one of these little ones. Because I tell you that in heaven, their angels continually view the face of my Father in heaven. Their angels. Their is the definition is of or relating to them or themselves, especially as possessors, agents, or objects of actions, especially as possessors. So when the Lord says, their angels, who is there? The little ones. Their angels, as if it's a, uh, we are possessors of. That there are literally angelic beings that are uh, 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 assigned to. Hmm. You know what? I guarantee you if you believe that, 
When you act like nobody's watching and you do things when you're alone, hmm, like, uh, there's things that some of you do, you wouldn't do it if people were watching. Right? True or not true? But man, oh man, what if there is an angel? Not what if, I believe there is. Angelic beings that are assigned to us. And, and there is a constant, whatever, there is this constant interaction with God in, in, in us. I'm going to tell you this is true. You can not believe it and find out when you get there it is. Okay? But there is a lot of times when we are in that place where you sense that supernatural presence and you think God is around you and really what it is, God is around you all the time. There's no place that He's not, but there is an angelic presence that is sometimes tangible. There are times that a word whispered to you. You say, well, that, that was the word of the Spirit. I believe angels are messengers. You want to look that up in Scripture too? It says so. It says be careful when you entertain strangers because some of you are entertaining angels unaware. Which means some of you have run into them and you didn't even know it. I don't know. That's a little hokey. And freaky. Well, let me tell you what. We believe a man died and rose from the dead. That's kind of hokey and, you know, out there, isn't it? How many of you believe in the resurrection? Well, give me a break. You can't believe that angels exist and interact with us? Come on. And the idea that they're angels, if we're looking around, and I guarantee you, that some of these divine appointments that, I, that has been made in my life with different people, there was an angelic being setting the stage. Well, can't God do all that? Of course He can. But I'm telling you that we have. We have. I, I, just, I've, I've, I know it. I've sensed it. I remember, you know, Steve and April have gotten me into some crazy things over the years. Uh because of their conversion and, and all of that, they wanted that for everybody and their family and friends. And so one time, Steve calls me and he said, hey, my next door neighbor's wife has uh, just been diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. She doesn't have long. He said, would you go visit her? I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, it's, it's, it was what I call a cold call. You know, you get in there and, you, you know, you're trying to, they don't know me. I don't know them. And, uh, and so I'm going to go in there and I didn't even know if she had faith, Wanda. I didn't even know she had faith. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. Knock on the door and there she's in bed, very much aware and conscious. I said, hey, I'm a friend of the Starks. And, you know, I, you know I'm just, how do you say, there's a woman who's terminally ill. First time she meets me. And uh, I said, uh, man, I just, I got some things I'd like to share with you. She said, yeah, whatever. You know, kind of noncommittal. I said, uh, I'd like to pray with you. So I sat down and, I, and uh, 
And I began to pray. And I'm telling you, twice in our lives, my life, no, three times that I remember. One was on the Howell Road, praying with the, somebody that the presence, that, that there became a presence so thick that it was tangible. But, but as I sat by her bedside, and uh, I, I'll tell you, say, oh, the presence of God. I, you know what? Yeah, maybe. But I, I, I just, in my head, I can't wait to see the scene when I get up there. But I guarantee you, the angel that's assigned to me and the angel that was assigned to her was like, yes! They were in that room going, woo! Because it just literally just took over that room. It was thick. And I'm I'm like, I'm praying. And uh, I wonder if I'm just feeling this. So I, I opened my eyes and she's staring at me. I said, are you feeling that? She said, yeah, I am. And, and from that moment on, there was a relationship as if there had been 20 years of, of fellowship. And, 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 and what, what God had done because of his timing and intervention, and I do not believe that anything in our life happens by chance. When you say, tell somebody good luck, I don't believe luck is involved in this. I believe God has a a plan, and I'm telling you what drives me now. If I am alone in my grief, if I am alone in just in the sorrow of such an incredible loss, I can get confused and spun up and anxiety and all of those things. But when I come to the reality that God has a plan and a purpose, that there's something bigger being worked out here, I can find that true north, I can find that center, I can find that balance again, not because of the power of positive thinking, but the reality that God has a plan. And, and I, I just, I, I know that day, I, just, I can't wait to see what happened there. You know, and it, it wasn't like a month later she passed, but I was able to walk with them. And it was not, I wasn't a stranger because, because your life, uh, because God is not willing that any one of us should perish. He's got a plan for you. If you're here today and you're confused and you don't know, you know, what's going on, listen. Just just like was said, you got to if you all you speak is bad, no good, negative. It's not, you know, oh man, another shoe's going you're waiting for the next uh, 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 terrible thing to happen. Got a buddy of mine on Facebook. He said uh, Here comes 2024, and there was a train on fire coming at you. <laughs> well, you know what? I guarantee you 2024 has felt like that in these first four weeks. But I'm telling you that is not the end of the story. Because in the, in, in, uh, in the plan of God, in the purpose of God, there is something far greater that's working, that's eternal. And so you might have 
Uh, you know, you say, where did January go? Man, I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> I'm looking forward to February. And I'm looking forward to it with hope, not with like, oh no, it's going to be. I'm telling you, God has a purpose. God has a plan. And you can, come on, you can do that. I'm not saying that to encourage myself. I'm saying it because it's true. And you're here today, and and, uh, you may be whatever. People may not think you're of any value, but I believe with all of my soul that God has angelic beings that are working. He is working out our salvation. He's working it out. I remember back when listening prayer was going on and Jeannie had like visions that went on for days, literally. And one of them was the Lord and a host of angels over a plan, over maps and all that. And, and, and the declaration was that is working out the, the salvation that, you know, this is the plan. And, and making it come to pass, the plan in our lives. We don't just trip through life and haphazardly, you know, I didn't just haphazardly fall into a place where Steve was. But I am telling you, God had a plan. And whether I'm up here when I did that and said, man, I got to go find some from sinners, you know, well, it was a spirit moving you. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> call me a fool. I believe Steve's angel kind of left and said, hey, dude, I got somebody over here. may not have worked just exactly like that, but just humor me for a minute. Because I believe the angelic beings around us are far more involved in what goes on with humanity than what you believe. And that ought to bring, if you're here today and you're, you know, just feel like you're tumbling through life, it ought to bring you comfort and peace to realize that there is a plan in place for you. Even if the news was bad, there still is a plan in place for you. Even if we suffer loss and and heartache and harm in in those around us, I got to tell you something, folks. There is nothing like uh, uh, those of you that are called of God and you're, you're trying to make those steps toward Him and you're doing those things, don't you know all hell is against that? And you wonder why turmoil will come from different ones, different things in your life. This is a battle, but I am telling you, in the midst of it all, the only way you lose is if you give up. It's not if you fail. I'm looking at failure. Come on, I look at it when I look in the mirror. It's like, man, Bob, you know, oh, how great you are. I know me, right? And what I do know is the grace of God that picks us up. And when you face failure, when you face, when you fall, when you, you know, when you miss the mark, when I, when I said from the pulpit 
12 or 13 years, I'm going to go find some sinners. I wasn't saying that from a place of superiority like I'm not one. I was just saying it from a place that I want to find some friends that don't know the goodness of God like I know it. <clears throat> so, if their angels is in reality the idea that they have something assigned to them even as a possession or an object that God has said, hey, take care of Ruth. Make sure, you know, going to be some struggles and hardship, heartache, but, but man, just, just be there and, and we're going we're gonna to work this out. Man, do not please. Please, let me read this again. It says, see that you don't look down on one of these little ones. You do not know. You do not know who God has called. And you might see somebody in a season of their life that they're an absolute wreck, but God is playing the long game with them. The plan is not, you know, we want... Because of our instant society, we want to put the order in and have it ready in, in, you know, a minute or less. We went to Taco Bell the other day. Holy smoke. I waited in line 20 minutes for Taco Bell. I'm just ticked off. I'll get over that. We want things, boom. Well, we, we want this drive-through salvation. Somebody in our life, our children, our grandchildren, or whoever it is, we want it done. And God has a plan for you. It may not look good now, so I'm, what I'm telling you churches, don't look down on somebody because they're an absolute heathen right now. You don't know what God's working. April told me before Steve and I met, he said Steve had the opinion that it just didn't matter. You know, yeah, there was a God, but it didn't matter what you did. He's not involved and Oh, you know, you could have looked at him and, and, and declare, making a declaration of, you know, hey, well, he, he's just an unbeliever. Well, no, the, God was working it out. Just like he is. So you young people, <clears throat> I love you. Man, I love what's going on here with the youth. <clears throat> and so many of you, I see so many of you come into a place of faith that's yours. <clears throat> but there's that transition where, you know, especially you that have been raised here, you know, you're under the pews and, and uh, you know, your faith has to become your own. It can't be your parents. That's a difficult time in life for mom and dad. <laughs> Because this is so important to us, and we know, but, you know, it, it, but what I'm here to say, Mom and Dad, I believe there's an angel assigned to them. I believe God's working it out. If it takes, you know, if they do it at 16, 17 years old, great. 
if they do it at 27 or 37, I believe his word does not come back void. Don't quit praying for your husband. Don't quit praying for the, your loved one. Don't quit praying for your brother. Why? Because God has a plan. Yeah, in my mind I can say, what a bum. But in my heart, say, God, you value him. And he's not willing that any should perish. So we look at the world, but I'm telling you, I'm looking at people that God values, that he cares about, that he has made a way, he's put an angelic being in your life, and it's yours. Don't get all freaky on me and start talking to them. You don't need to be praying to angels. We don't need to be all, all, you know, ooh, I got an angel. Okay, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Please? But the reality in knowing that I do, I, knowing that I do, I tell you what, man, that just brings me like, you know, I, and, and the, he's in constant communication. So I'm praying and I'm, you know, I'm stumbling through this world and, and uh, don't hardly know what ends up sometimes, but there is somebody that's very near to me that knows. And one day I'm going to see him shake his hand. I don't, that's not male or female. Shake their hand. Say, thank you. You know, and he's going to say, they're going to say, Wow. Some of you are going to say, what an assignment. I, I, you know, I just, I, what, I'm, what I'm telling you, okay, we can, we can have fun and laugh and all that, but this is true. It, it, let me say it one more time. Stand with me as I close this. How many believe the word's true? Okay. So let me read it again. I mean, you can miss this. But I believe, how many believe it's all true? He says, see that you don't look down on one of these little ones because I tell you that in heaven their angels continually view the face of my Father in heaven. What a comfort. I am here to tell you what. God, the only... Uh, uh, the only reason I stand here before you with such joy is having this knowledge of God's goodness and His favor, of His purpose, even in loss. I don't understand it now, April, I don't. But you and I both know that one day we will. And what I do know now, I have fretted that this Tuesday coming up, and I appreciate your prayers because my flesh may still rise up like it always does. And the prayer I need you to pray is, Father, give pastor the word for Tuesday. Your word. Just pray that. Please. Give pastor the word because, man, finding that purpose makes every bitter thing sweet. Finding that his hand is in it and, and, and he's leading me in a direction and, you know, <laughs> that I stand here today without a regret. 
Not that I, you know, we could go back and say, boy, I wish I'd have done it different when I was 18. Wish, you know, we, the confusion and all. We are right where we're supposed to be because he has a plan. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. Come on, if you just, you feel that thankful heart, just that, that faith, just beginning in your life, even if it's just beginning. If you, you're living a rough, a, a rough road right now, come on, turn toward him this morning. I just feel that grace and goodness that, that God wants to pour out upon you and that, that he made a plan for you to be here this morning that you could hear a word that could cause you to turn toward him a little more than you ever have. Do it today. Come on. God, I am thankful. I am thankful for the plan of God in our lives. I'm thankful for the plan for Steve and April. I'm thankful for your plan for each and every one of us. That you will not leave us without comfort. God, and you will never, even when we think we are completely alone, Father, you've made a way for us that we're not alone. If you believe that word is true, there ought to be one thing on your lips right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that you've assigned an angelic being to me. Thank you, Lord, that you just have my best interest, my best interest at heart. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you, God's about to confirm this word with signs following. But that's not going to happen unless you take that step of faith. Unless you ask Him, unless you open your heart to Him in prayer and, and you let the gifts of the Spirit that are here resident right now, let them touch you. So as we pray and you contemplate this word, I'm asking it, those of you in any place of need, would you come? Those of you in turmoil, would you just, with your hands lifted, begin to, to speak to him with a thankful heart and watch, maybe not your situation change, but the way you think change. I'm going to ask you to come pray with us for a few moments before you leave. If nothing else, come and pray for me for Tuesday. Pray for April and his fa the family. Pray for the church. But if you have a need, come on. I'm telling you, God's going to meet it there here this morning. I'm going to open these altars. Come and pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.